Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual sub... Whoop, not subreddit. Mental Health Casual podcast. And speaking of subreddits, even though it was a mistake, uh, speaking of subreddits, we're going over to the Anti-Psychiatry subreddit. You all know it's Anti-Psychiatry Saturday, and we got to go there. Uh, but before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new, but I'm by no means professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt, or apply it to your life, however you see fit. So I've actually got an article here that somebody posted on here, and I thought I would go into it. Um, there'll be a link in the info box down below. Um, this is from Mad in America. Um, I When does this... Okay, so this actually came out five days ago. Uh, so this is an article by Peter Simmons. Read by 22,000. Oh, okay. I've never actually, I, I think we've been on Mad in America. I have not, um, uh, let me, let me see if I can get like an actual, oh, about, okay, hold on. Let me, let me read the about just so we know what we're getting into here. Um, you know, what kind of website this is, all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of the things that, uh, interested me about this article, um, well, and first off, like I, I'm actually fine with people uh, posting these articles and stuff. I, I like that they're they're giving up, uh, they're giving their sources. Like I'm actually starting to see a lot on this subreddit. There are people giving sources and comments, um, which is actually I, I like them. I, I, I like that we can have a conversation. and We can actually show each other where we're getting our information from. We can judge the sources, all that stuff. So let me read you their mission statement. Um, just so we know what kind of website this is. Uh, mission statement. Mad in America's mission is to serve as a catalyst for rethinking psychiatric care in the United States and abroad. We believe that the current drug-based paradigm of care has failed our society and the scientific research, as well as the lived experience of those who have been diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder, calls for profound change. Our nonprofit organization promotes such change in several ways. Um... Oh, yeah, and then they kind of go through all the ways. But, yeah, okay, so basically calling for psychiatric reform. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but, anyway, why don't we go over to here. Uh, so it says psychiatric drugs do not improve disease or reduce mortality. This is the claim or uh, the title, actually, of the article. Uh, so let's see if we can. Okay, so according to psychiatrist Nasir Gayemi, most psychiatric drugs are only effective at treating symptoms in the short term, like taking aspirin for pain, and don't improve the long-term course of an illness or prevent hospitalization or mortality. That's a big claim right there. So here's an actual quote from it. Most psychiatric drugs do not, uh, have, sorry, have not been proven in properly designed randomized trials to improve the course of any illnesses they are purported to treat. Gaimi writes, Scientifically, uh, they have not been shown to prevent hospitalization or extend life as many clinicians believe. So I'm just going to make a comment here. I actually, believe it or not, I actually believe that. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you why. And this is, an, this is totally uh, hypothetical. This is just me throwing a hypothesis, uh, hypothesis out there. I want to make sure that it's very, very clear. Take this with a grain of salt, um, like you should, you know, most of my podcasts and everything. But um I feel that there are some people who are so far gone, right, that even if you alleviate some of the symptoms, they're still going to struggle in an immense way. 
Um, whereas some people who maybe have, uh, who probably would have recovered anyway under better circumstances. So let's say somebody doesn't have a father in their life, maybe somebody missing a community or something like that. Well, these drugs can probably uh, can probably help them uh, as, as I guess sort of a crutch, to, so to speak, uh, and get them on with their life so that they can eventually get those things back. So um, people who are probably already going to go in that direction anyway, like they were already going to, um, uh, you know, get better anyway. Uh, this kind of just helps them along the way. Whereas people who are not going to get better anyway. Maybe it can extend or something like that. Maybe extend a little bit, but uh, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't do it long term, which is unfortunate. Now, I just want to make sure that I'm clear. Um, I did. I have seen. Uh, this is like very few instances. I, I haven't actually seen like a big report on this, so you know, take that however you want. But I, I have seen people who have, um, especially antidepressants. Who you know, they're they're especially, and you know, I don't know if there's a correlation, but especially women, and I don't know what that is, but there, I have seen like uh, women who have come forward and said like once they got on the right antidepressant, um, they it immediately improved their life, and they'd been on it for like many years. Now this is I'm, and by the way, I, I think so. I know one of them was on Doctor Oz's show. I know another one was on actually it might might have both been on dr oz not at the same time but different times um so real quick about guyami uh, guyami is a renowned psychiatrist uh, based at tufts university and harvard Medi medical school in addition to his medical degree he also has a uh, graduate's degree in philosophy and public health he specializes in depression and bipolar disorder research and has authored textbooks in various aspects of the field you know, I'm actually interested in, you know, because bipolar, uh, especially bipolar one, right? Uh, for people that don't know, bipolar one is the, if I'm not mistaken, is the uh, bipolar disorder, which has very severe manic symptoms and typically less severe depression symptoms, although it, they can occur. Whereas bipolar two is more of the depression based um, bipolar disorder. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's go over to... Uh, uh, let's do some quotes here. I'm going to skip a, a little bit of this. It is well, this is, uh, this is from Guy Emmy once again. It is well known that standard antidepressants do not reduce overall suicide rates in so-called major depressive disorder, or MDD, and in fact increase suicidal ideation attempts in younger adults and children based on randomized data, he writes. So that's really the key word here is randomized data. So this is probably more of what, because um, if you ever get a... Um, a study it has to be randomized because uh that's the only way you're gonna be able and it has to be a big study um randomized and a big study if you have like a hundred people that you that you do that's not a bad study for like let's say um uh if you're if you're doing like a school project or something like that uh like i, I remember i did i had to do something for statistics where you know we got some data and had to had to figure out uh, all this. I, I I failed statistics the first time, so I don't really remember a whole lot of it. Um, but I'll be okay. I'll be real with you. Little little fun fact here. I totally uh, I I that was back. This was back in the day when I used to smoke a lot. So I actually made up my data. I uh, I I made it seem like I went over to the local university, uh, Santa, Santa Clara University, and asked like a bunch of people. I just made up the data based off of what I thought what people would say, uh, and we still passed. <laughs> 
I totally, I made up the data. I, I told him, I was like, yeah, hey, I went over to Santa Clara University. I was like, man, I wonder if, uh, wonder if I actually like, like was over there. And they're like, I didn't see you over there at that time. Oh no, no, you, you probably just didn't see me. I was over here, wherever you weren't. But uh, anyway, uh, let's go back on topic here. And this is an interesting one here. In most studies of antipsychotics, the course of illness remains chronic and deteriorating. It is not reversed with long-term antipsychotic treatment. Pa- uh, pathopsycho- sorry, pathophysiologically, antipsychotics, both older and newer, have a neurotoxic effect in reduction of brain volume with long-term treatment. Very, very interesting. Uh, most, uh, sorry, the, by the way, these are all quotes from Guyemi. Uh, just want to make that clear. Most psychiatric medications are purely symptomatic with no known or proven effect on the underlying disease. They are like 50 uh, variations of aspirin used for fever or headache rather than drugs that treat the causes of fewer or of fever or headache. You got me right. So that's very interesting. And I, I'm going to be real with you. I, I thought this was actually kind of understood um, for the most part. I, that's a, that's the way that I looked at antidepressants in particular. I, I Antipsychotics are a little more extreme, so I didn't really know exactly how to think about them. But antidepressants, I always thought of antidepressants, like my antidepressant use, I always thought of it as, you know, I'm taking a break from my feelings. Um, they're, they're too out of control right now taking a break from these. And once I get off uh, and listen, I'll be real with you. That was a much needed break. The regulation of my mood and everything, it was tough to deal with, but after a while um, it, it felt like I took like a long vacation from the more extreme feelings. Now, granted, once I got off of my antidepressants, it became very, very difficult. I, and to be honest with you, I did turn to drugs. I did turn to, to weed in particular. And uh, you know, I just, I, I felt that, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, and by the way, this is more on me. I didn't, I didn't practice what I was, uh, what I should have been practicing, which were the coping mechanisms. I, sh- I, I didn't uh, go out of my way to um, do more social things, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I just, I guess just overall, I just wasn't, uh, I, I just didn't do a great job of implementing a lot of the tools that were, that, that were given to me, excuse me, that were given to me in the psych ward. So, uh, so that was more on me, but yeah, I, to me, I always thought of it as, okay, we're going to get rid of it almost. Okay. It reminds me of like a pain. If to me, it was like a painkiller, um, like in mental form, like it was, it gave me a reprieve from the pain I was feeling in my, um, in my everyday life, the mental pain of my everyday life. And, but uh, that also helped me to focus on other things that I was dealing with at the time, going to college, all that other stuff. Funny enough, even the mention of college sometimes brings back like, oh, this memory of me just wondering what the heck I'm doing. Because, you know, when you get thrust into college, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what you're, oh, at least I didn't know what I was going to major in, all that other stuff. So um, there was a lot going on that I needed to, I just needed a break from the more extreme emotions, which for the most part, the antidepressant does. Obviously, if you're if something happens to a family member or something like that, like it obviously comes back. Like when I broke up with my uh, my girlfriend at the time, it was tough, man. Um, and, and the antidepressants didn't stop the, the tears from coming. But um, overall, I think it it definitely helped with a lot of those that emotional control, I suppose, or that emotional regulation. Anyway, um, but in terms of being purely symptomatic, all that other stuff. 
um, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, but I, I do see now I'm starting to see a little bit of the problem is maybe we've been, you know, throwing these antipsychotics out there as if they are. And, you know, speaking of Dr. Oz, he used to be he got in trouble for saying this. Uh, a, a magic pill, right? Like, uh, by the way, not for antipsychotics. It was for like weight loss stuff. They, people call this a magic pill, like all this other stuff. And he actually got taken to court, and I think he lost it. Uh, but uh, yeah, for for saying that, because you know you can't you can't just say well, especially if you're you're a medical professional, you can't just say that on TV. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, maybe we've been uh, talking about antipsychotics as if they are the end all be all cure for for um, psychosis. Uh, and antidepressants too, instead of a tool to use um, intermittently to, to to help you, right? And I'm going to be real with you. I don't know how to think about because especially with things like schizophrenia and bipolar one um, and, uh, you know, other, uh, I'm not too sure about other, uh, other, uh, whatchamacallits, other um, uh, manic symptoms and all that stuff. Uh, I, I don't know what the cure is, right? Because those are, I mean, you know, I've heard of people who are schizophrenic who are born with it. Um, and how do you help those people from not seeing, you know, maybe there are meditative techniques. I'm not too sure. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I really want to start looking into that a little bit more because I'm really, you know, I have a friend, um, uh, you know, he was on the podcast a while, a, a while back, like two years ago. Um, and I just remember him talking, you know, he, he was schizophrenic and all this stuff and just, you know, miraculously eventually, you know, got off his meds, uh, against doctor supervision, by the way. And eventually, um, you know, now he's an electrician up in Canada and he's killing it, man. You know, he still does his YouTube channel, uh, the morning mist 99, uh, above and beyond schizophrenia. And, uh, you know, he still does videos out. He still throws videos out there and, Wish them all the best, man. But I don't know. To be honest with you, I, I I just don't know how the heck you kick something like this for for most people. You know, I mean, it seems like he, uh, you know, he found religion and that seemed to have helped him. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, anyway, let's go to the next post here. Uh, sorry, the next post, the next uh, quote here. For new drugs in cardiovascular disease, research, researchers do not bother to measure chest pain or dys, uh, dys, 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 dyspnea. This, they simply measure time to myocardial infarction. Yep, that does say infarction or mortality. In psychiatry, sorry, in, uh, yeah, psychiatry, we measure symptoms of depression and anxiety and psychosis as primary outcomes. Studies usually do not even measure time to hospitalization and mortality is not even on the radar. Um, that's interesting. Huh, let's go to, let me see. So yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, I, I, th I think I want to stop there, but, um, oh, actually, no, this, this is a good, this is a good thing. Uh, once again, this is also from Guy M. Uh, biologically, antipsychotics are mainly dopamine blockers and standard antidepressants are mainly monoamine agonists. After their introduction in the 1960s, corresponding theories arose regarding the dopamine hypothesis of schizophrenia and the monoamine serotonin. Oh, serotonin. Okay, that's what that monoamine means. Hypothesis for depression. Half a century of research has disproven these hypotheses. Dopamine overactivity and mono, sorry, monoamine depletion are not parts of pathogen pathogenesis or schizophrenia and depression, respectively. He has, hence, from a biological perspective, 
Antipsychotics and antidepressants are not disease-modifying drugs. Uh, this would be acceptable if, sorry, this isn't him speaking, this is the article. This would be acceptable if they had a clinical effect, even if the biological pathway was unknown. If the drug successfully saved lives or prevented worsening illnesses, they would be successful. But he writes, quote, a consensus of schizophrenia experts have reviewed the current literature and concluded that the ant that antipsychotics do not worsen the course of schizophrenia, but they are not able to show that these agents improve that course either. And for antidepressants, he adds, the FDA meta-analysis found no benefit with antidepressants versus placebo after six months of treatment. That's fascinating. After six months of treatment. That is very fascinating. So it makes you wonder. Uh, now, granted, I actually felt like a... a, a, a a change, but it does make you wonder, right? Because I mean, I felt like the the um, side effects and everything. Um, obviously, the 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 um, erectile dysfunction, the uh, the worsening of depression and stuff. But it does make you wonder about placebos, right? Um, I I think when we when we talk about placebos, I think it's really overlooked, right? Like, oh, how do you know it's not a placebo? I mean, then again, I mean, what what's wrong with a placebo if it works? You know, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's hard to it's hard to say. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Keep going. This guy's on fire right now. The process of dis of defining the DSM five. Um, actually, let me read the the little uh, like before note that the author of the article says. So this is not Guyami, but he says Guyami goes on to take issue with the poor validity of psychiatric diagnoses, mainly as they are defined in the diagnose uh, diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders or the DSM which is now in its revised fifth edition. The process of dis defining DSM-5 definitions has been influenced heavily by non-scientific factors and has not proven successfully in biological and pharma uh, pharma pharmacological excuse me, research. He writes, however, the APA is fully committed to the DSM-5 ideology and will unwilling to allow more scientific approaches to diagnoses. Uh, the De National Institute of Mental Health, or the NIMH, has acknowledged this problem and no longer uses DSM criteria for biological research. That's really interesting. I didn't actually know that about the DSM. Um, it, you know, just because, uh, uh, you know, when you hear the DSM, and by the way, I'm, I'm totally guilty of this. I actually went on the Generally Casual podcast, uh, one of our affiliates over here. If you guys want to check them out, it'll be in the link tree in the, in the info box down below. Just go over to Generally, Generally Casual podcast. Um, but I actually did a, a guest appearance on there and, one of the things I'd mentioned was the DSM, you know, because people really do, uh, they, they use that, right? Like, it, it's one of the main ways that uh, they're, uh, should I say psychologists and psychiatrists, that's how a lot of times they will uh, diagnose somebody if they meet certain t uh, criteria in the DSM. Uh, but yeah, I didn't really think about that. Let's go to the last part of uh, Guy Amy's, uh thing over here. According to Guyami, one exception of the, to the rule of psychiatry's ineffective drugs is lithium. I've heard about this. So, uh, quote, only lithium has been proven to improve the course of any, any psychiatric illness. Further, only lithium has been proven to prevent complete, uh, completed suicide in random cl clinical trials in psychiatry. It is the only drug in psychiatry which is proven to be disease-modifying. Thus, Guyami argues, sorry, this is not Guyami speaking anymore, current, uh, oh, actually, this is now him. Current psychiatric drug development has failed and will not succeed for structural re uh, reasons, end quote. However, he writes that lithium has better evidence of improving the actual course of illness and preventing suicide and thus, quote, should be used more frequently and consi consistently than is currently practiced, end quote. 
That's very fascinating. I actually didn't know that about lithium. Um, you know, the only thing. Uh, hold on. It did. Is am I getting this wrong? Hold on. Uh. No. Okay. Hold on. Uh, okay. Never mind. I, I think I, I'm getting confused with something else. Um. Either way, I've heard of lithium being used. Never actually knew what it did or anything like that. But you know, the fascinating article. Once again, that can be that, that's gonna be in the info box down below. I actually spent the entire time on this one article, and I'm actually very happy that I did. Uh, very enlightening. And this is why we need to we need to have conversations on both sides of whatever issue you're talking about, right? Whether it's psychiatry, anti psychiatry. We need to have these these talks because if we simply uh, say, say shush to one side or say shush to another because it's anti whatever our beliefs are, we're never going to get anywhere and we're never going to get any better. And I listen, I really appreciate them for, for doing this. So once again, that in, that uh, link will be in the info box down below if you guys want to read it. I basically read all of the uh, the quotes, so uh, all the ones in boldface. So if you guys want to read all the in-betweens, um, Go ahead and check it out. Or if you guys want to check out uh, Madden America, let's you know go ahead and do that. Um, but anyway, guys, remember you can check out All Things Casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email uh, uh, me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Uh, and then as always, uh, you know, even though I didn't go over it, I did get this link uh, from the anti-psychiatry subreddit. So if you guys want to check that out, I'll also leave a link to that in the info box down below. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual. <laughs>